0: Hi there, Michael Zuber. Thanks for listening to the One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that the book One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible? Yes, to all my podcast listeners out there, One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible. Go check it out and please leave a five-star review. Have a great day. How how you doing today? Just wanted to do our daily check-in. Well, I think right before I started this, the, uh, the stock market was up 350 points or thereabouts. So that probably feels a lot better than the last couple of days. Uh, so that is interesting. Uh, I think there's a couple of things to kind of take away. Uh, I've already seen many of the talking heads on TV kind of talk about um, buying on the edges, right? Using the this market dip to add to their portfolio. The one I noted down in my notes was Leon Cooperman. He said he has used this sell-off to add to stocks such as United Airlines. Uh, basically, his bet is this—you know, this virus that we're all, you know, that's in the headlines seemingly every day, every minute—is going to be over by June. Good morning, Hector. So it is interesting. Um, You know, if you believe this is over by June, you know, what do you do? Right. And what Cooperman is saying is he is taking some of his money and he's deploying it into the hardest hit areas. Uh, Obviously, willing to take some more losses uh, because you never know what, you know, the next shooter drop is. But, you know, that's kind of. You know what, what you you know, you run in when everybody is scared, right? The whole simple Warren Buffett platitude of be afraid when everybody's greedy, which means being cash, in my opinion, and then be greedy when everybody is afraid. And I would say after being down nineteen hundred and ten points in two days, that there's there's at least some fear in the system. I don't get the feeling that it's a ton of fear. I think stocks, especially on the technology side, were overvalued and uh, discounting any impact to revenue or supply chain. So uh, we will see. I did think that was an interesting thing. Uh, As I said, I think yesterday, uh, I think doing anything this week is um, risky because we just don't know. It seems to be accelerating. And I believe we have an address from the executive branch uh, this evening. I think I saw somewhere at 6 or 6.30. Um, so we'll see what that's all about. Uh, next up, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but I saw that Bob Iger uh, was you know, stepping down as the CEO of Disney effective immediately. And that term effective immediately caught my attention because first and foremost, just given past history, effective immediately meant two things. And and frankly, two things that are negative, uh, in my mind, uh, first is, Oh my God, what did he do? Is he sleeping with a direct report or something horrible like that? Near as I can tell, nothing like that has happened. Uh, then the other one is, Oh my God, is he, is he sick? Is he all right? Right? We, we, I don't know the gentleman, but I certainly don't wish that on anybody. Um, And near as I can tell, that's not the case either once you click into the headlines, right? Because the headline says, Disney, uh, Bob Iger steps down effective immediately. That's all it says. But basically, uh, after listening to him on a video, uh, I guess it was with CNBC, he said, basically, I don't want to run the company anymore. Um, I've been doing this for 20 years. I've had 81 earnings call and I'm done. And with that, I go, wow, refreshing, right? Somebody in a senior leadership position at a blue chip top 10 company stepping away because he wants to, not because he has to. I wish that for all of you, right? The fact that Bob was able to execute that is pretty awesome, right? Now, the fact that anybody can step away because they want to, not because they have to, is, um, is a reason to celebrate. And I hope he has a good time. He's got obviously enough stuff to, to go do what he wants. But, uh, when I read the articles, I was really, really happy, right? Cause he stepped away cause he wanted to not cause he had to. Uh, so, uh, good for him on the human level. Uh, now we get to see, you know, where Disney goes from here with his new leader. Don't know him at all. Haven't read about him. Um, but, you know, that's, that's what, if you're a stock person, you're going to be doing is, okay, who's this new CEO? Where is he going to take us? You know, all of that. So pretty interesting. I uh, don't know if you saw this, but HP, uh, who you may know, we've talked about a couple of times, uh, is looking to be acquired by a smaller competitor, Xerox specifically. Uh, I have long since thought that something was going on in the background. Uh, again, I don't know anything, but it's. I assumed HP's defense was going to be buying the little upstart, uh, and uh, it looks like instead they've gone the other way. They're adopting what is known as a poison pill. Basically, it allows existing shareholders to buy stock at a discount should somebody acquire 20% of the outstanding shares, kind of a um, way to dilute someone's shares. You know... That's that's dirty pool, in my opinion, poison pills, um, trying to make yourself look less attractive. You're a public company, right? You're supposed to be for sale every day, and now you're instituting things of that nature. That's, uh, that's, that feels like executives protecting their job and not protecting the stakeholders, right? the shareholders. Again, I don't know anything. I don't know what's going on. But that's what it feels like, right? People are cashing big seven-figure checks. They want to keep the gravy train running. Uh, and they, you know, because they know they're going to get whacked if, if uh, they get bought. So pretty crazy. It's uh, all a little blurb about Warren Buffett. I've been very clear. When I see one of those, I click on him because you just never know. Uh, apparently, he's had a flip phone uh, up until very recently when he got his iPhone. Um, what I read from that is, oh, my gosh iPhones are, you can't go anywhere else now. If if folks like Warren Buffett are giving up their flip phone technology and going iPhone, are there many more iPhones to sell, right? There's not a lot of new adopters. So that's where my silly brain went when I saw that. Um, I actually have a question for you, right? So I like you know when i go shopping right i like to go where people are most afraid if i was if i was going to buy stocks and my question for you is are you in a position where you would go buy chinese stocks right they seem to have been battered the most right they have they've been in the in the muck and mire for uh, quite a while now right do you go buy alibaba or baidu now i don't know how low those stocks are but that's where my Brainwind is okay. The US stocks have had two bad days, but I wonder what's going on in the Chinese stock market. Now, I'm not a firm believer in any of the stats in statistics or earnings that come from uh, a centrally managed country, right? But it'd be interesting to think about that. Did you hear about Hong Kong? Hong Kong's had a rough go of it, right? They've had those protests that we talked about months ago. And then the viruses come along, but it looks like they're giving every, um, basically every citizen over eighteen, they're giving them roughly twelve hundred dollars in cash. Right, their country is clearly in a recession, and it's getting worse. If you read the articles, so they are dropping money from helicopters, uh, and to the tune of twelve hundred dollars. I don't know how far that goes, right? I've been to Hong Kong a couple of times. Uh, I remember, I remember it being expensive, but that could have been because I was in the touristy areas. I don't know what I don't know how expensive Hong Kong is, but twelve hundred dollars in cash. You know that's interesting, and that just goes to show what governments will do because of this outside force, right? I don't think Hong Kong will be the last. I think there will be many, many countries kind of giving citizens money to try to push the economy along. Uh, just another example of how our full world economy, uh, I don't know. I, a question about Carnival Cruise came through. Carnival Cruises at 35, would you buy? First and foremost, if you follow this channel, you know I wouldn't buy because I don't own stocks, haven't owned stocks in a long time. Uh, I did buy a few stocks in like 06, 07 when the, what was it, the, was it the S&P was down to 670 or something, so really, really low. Uh, I don't think we're there yet. Um, I think you're sniffing around the right areas, but I don't think we've had enough fear. Uh, I think cruise, I think there'll be cruise, there could be companies that go bankrupt. Cruising is going to be in such a, a struggle, right? They're canceling voyages. Uh, pe- people don't want to be stuck on a tin can should a virus or a pandemic break out. Um, I guess just off the top of my head, it doesn't f- feel like there's enough pain yet, right? There's not enough fear. Um, but again, I, you know, that Warren Buffett statement holds true. If uh, If everybody's afraid and there's just a whitewashing of quality companies, maybe, but I don't think we're there yet. But back to where I was, I was giving you an example of companies in the world economy, the supply chain being related. Uh, Out of nowhere, I didn't expect this one, but Coca-Cola is saying that their supply of artificial sweetener for their soda uh, is a problem because most of it comes from China. Uh, So they're actively looking to source it from other areas and they think they're going to have a fix, but, but... China is shut down, man. There's no manufacturing going on. Supply chains are going to be disrupted. If you were doing just-in-time manufacturing, um, which means you have a very robust supply chain, when the manufacturing plant at the very beginning of this shuts down and shuts down for weeks, that's a problem. And then last up, I don't know if you saw this, but this is a real estate channel. Looks like new home sales surge. Uh, and... Kind of what we've been talking, I, I think, is going to happen, right? Uh, first off, uh, it surged 7.9%, call it 8, to 764,000, highest since July of 07. Now we're talking, right? This, And I think this is going to keep going. Uh, the West shocked me. It was up 23.5%. Um, just so you know, home sales, right, the home industry makes up about 3% of our GDP, so it's a big deal. Uh, and Again, I think housing, specifically new housing, is going to hold the economy together as we slow down because people will transition back into construction jobs. And then lastly, the price. And this is why I feel good about my call on 10% appreciation this year. The price of new home sales went up 14% to 348200 Yes, the price point's up more than 10%, but what I see there is the average home in the U.S. is about 270, I think I saw, a week ago. So there's plenty of room to pull up the lower end higher as new construction is you know, concentrated at about 350 and above. So pretty interesting stuff. So in the end, uh, we'll see what happens today. The market bounced yesterday and gave it up around lunch and deteriorated quickly. Uh, we'll see what happens today. Uh, I talked about this bounce last night um, I said that it's, it's, something's going to happen in the morning. It's going to come back 350 points, at least at the beginning of this recording. Uh, what is that like 17, 18%? Um, off of what, you know, uh, uh 350 point rises about 18% of the, what we lost, right? So we lost 1910 and we bounced 350. Let's see what happens. I think this is going to be a messy week, messy Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So, um, never boring. I I like doing this. So at the end of the day, you have a great day. We should have Anna Kelly on uh, an interview at eight o'clock and I have a hard money lender on at nine o'clock my time. So you should have two more interviews coming out later today. Take care. Bye.